haven't seen a script, but I've no doubt If it isn't up to par, they'll chuck it out Ooh, la, 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 la All my actor friends are cracking wise But I can see the envy in their eyes I think, he, I think he was like, he was like interviewing six, like porn stars sex, or something. Sex uh, education. It right. Like but like it was called The Sex Show. So like you were like, you gotta watch it because you're, you don't know what sex is, and, but you know you, got, you know you want it. You know it. you love it. Yeah. You know that the adults love it, so you love it. Yeah. It's like the baby, the, the, the toddler that's holding the baby toy. Because adults play with that's what adults, adults do. do it. Yeah. So obviously, and they're always you sweeping, do it. so it's obviously like super fun. Yeah. And then you get your own child-sized version of yeah. cleanup toys. God, kids are stupid. The Easy Bake Oven. You know your your parents love to cook. Okay. That's why they do it. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason that anyone does anything. Yeah. Because that's the only reason you do things. Mm-hmm. It's for fun. Welcome <laughs> to Fan Fiction Writers Room. I'm your editing manager, Spencer Suarez. And I'm your managing editor, Liz Zernick. Here on Fan Fiction Writer's Room, we take characters submitted by you, the listener, and weave them into a masterpiece in the way all great stories were meant to be told, by amateurs on the internet. If you'd like to suggest characters for us, submit your characters to ffwrshow at gmail.com. I (sighs) haven't worked in like a year and a half, and then all of a sudden, I found work. Uh, Like, work fell on my plate, and I was like, oh, great. Such a relief. No more stress. Don't have to worry about money. I have work. And then I immediately, like, I stopped working because, and you can relate to this, I yes. burned myself out. Oh, yes, yes. I, I was working way too hard, and I just, like, working 50, 60-hour work weeks, mm-hmm. and, like, uh, yeah, I just couldn't handle it anymore, and I quit. And then I, like, basically did nothing for like a year and a half and now all of a sudden I have work again and I have gone back <laughs> jumping I, back into the fray I, immediately like, no in for you no, I, I was looking because I've been tracking my hours because I'm doing freelance work uh, and like I, th- I haven't even been working for a week and I've already worked 40 hours <laughs> like less than a week 40 hours and like most of the time was at like from from eleven to to three a.m. Mm-hmm. like that straight zone, straight, and then you look up and you're like, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. Oh, it's because I haven't moved in thirteen hours, and my eyes hurt because I've been staring at yeah. a computer screen <laughs> and nothing but a computer screen, and like yeah. Well, if my if I can just serve as the uh, what do you call it bad example mm-hmm. horror story that these things are not uh, sustainable. Yes, but they're not abstract. Mm. I think I fucked up my eye. Oh, right, for life. yeah. So for life. I think it's screens that did it. I, I stared at screens for 24 hours a day yeah. for six years straight. Have you, have you? I haven't actually been to the eye uh, right. specialist yet, but I'm pretty sure. Just have because you gone it, to a doctor? I have. Okay. So I have been recommended to the specialist. So I'm awaiting. It's like on the 16th. It's like right, in sure. a couple days. Um, but the fact that it seems to react so strongly to... Uh, natural light and things far away and I'm fine. And then mm. as soon as I look at a screen it's just fucking right, yeah. wobbly vision all over the place. So, it was funny. Yeah, these are real concerns. I was editing, editing the show the other day and I cut out a good chunk of you going like, my eye hurts. 
<laughs> and it was like the first time it's like felt I mean maybe there was a time before that but it seemed like the first time that you were like experiencing this and yeah, then it's yeah. been like and that, that <laughs> every we show, recorded that, show that episode was a boy kills God which you oh, know we recorded okay, like three, we had to take a break yeah we had to take a eye. break for your eye <laughs> and it's like that was the first you know the first domino and yeah yeah, because it had been slowly, slowly building, and I was like, "Am I just tired?" And then finally, it was like, "Oh no, I literally like my vision is not mm-hmm. working in one of them." Yeah. So. But yeah, there's actual real consequences that don't that don't just bounce back. Yeah. From taking a week off, and then your back is fine forever. Mm-hmm. How do we? Where do we go now? How do we pace ourselves? How do we learn to be health? Have a healthy. Yeah. How do we set personal boundaries? Be accountable. I'm like learning so much about boundaries recently. (laughs) Setting boundaries for myself, for my relationships and life. Mm -hmm. And just like, I gotta be better about it, man. Yeah. Accountability seems to be a big thing for me. But the problem is that other people can't do that for you. You have to do it. My one friend texts me constantly to get me out of bed. Mm Mm-hmm. But he can only do so much. Yeah. I have to decide to do something with that. Yes. So I think just deciding to be accountable mm-hmm. is uh, the perfect step one. And also taking it seriously. Yeah. I feel like we all we all joke about this and we all do secretly pride ourselves on our workaholic uh, tendencies. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, we should we should be thinking about it more in a because I'm a workaholic. I, I need to work smart, you know, mm-hmm. a, a long-term it's kind of thing. literally an addiction. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have uh, to treat it like an addiction. So so treating it like uh, this isn't me giving myself a break. This is me in it for the long haul, you know, yeah. taking it seriously instead of, instead of flippantly. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those weird addictions where if you give up booze, like, not a, I mean, a big deal. Absolutely yeah. a big deal. But, like, you're not going to die. If you, if you give up work, you're going to have a hard yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, it's like the difference between, between a, a drug addiction or, or a booze addiction and uh, something like a food addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, people that either overeat or undereat. You can't just eschew food. Eschew? E-S-C-H-E-W? I'm not sure. I say eschew. Okay. We're going to go with eschew. Okay. You can't just eschew food entirely mm-hmm. you you literally need it to live yeah so how do you navigate uh, an addiction problem that's necessary for survival it's so tough it's so tough you know when you put it off till next week yes that's what i'm doing right now yeah i'm like after this after the show i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna work again yeah but i have a deadline uh that's Basically, today or tomorrow mm-hmm. is my deadline. It's a soft deadline. It's too bad. But then, like, after that, I'm like, and then uh, yeah. I will pace myself properly and learn to set boundaries. And... Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's me in, like, organizing the stuff in my life. Mm. Uh, I have to, like, fill out a form. So I'm just panicking and scrambling and nothing is where it's supposed to be. I don't know my information from my last three jobs. Oh, God, I need to get my resume. And I keep telling myself, well, next week, for sure, I'm going to yeah. get this shit in order. And I just don't. Mm-hmm. I just scramble through. But uh, I wish there was more short-term consequences. Instead of nothing, 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 nothing. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Permanent disability. 
Like, you drink too much in a night, you're gonna regret that mm-hmm. that night. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have, like, the memories. You're gonna make a fool of yourself. You're gonna be sick. Or you're gonna not have the memories. Or not have the memories. And then... Terrified. Later, and, and, and possibly later, have bizarre stories told to you. That mm. is a bad feeling. Yeah. And, like, the lack of control over mm. yourself is yeah. just a terrifying feeling. But, like, there, you know... Like, you, oh no, you worked 10 hours straight, straight, now, you're, you're gonna puke for a while. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have diarrhea. Yeah. You're, you're gonna sweat uncontrollably for five hours. Just something. You know? Actions need consequences. But, but small? Yeah, baby and consequences. Baby consequences. And, and ones that go away. Mm-hmm. Instead of, instead of... Nothing. Oh, I'm a little bit sore, but I'll just sleep a little late the next day. And then ten years later, oh, my arms don't work anymore. <laughs> my brother, his arms just, for like mo- three months straight, his arms just didn't work. Because all his life he's just been doing things constantly. Right, yeah. He's playing, playing guitar, learning to do everything. He learned to solve Rubik's Cubes, he learned to juggle, he learned to, if he wasn't, he was just bored and always doing things. And now, his arms are fucked. Okay, it's a real problem. Not even guitar, once. Actually. Jungle, juggling's funnier. Juggling is funnier. I'm sorry. Juggling, oh God, not what was even I thinking? Once. What was I thinking? The idea that someone could be addicted to juggling is a very funny premise that okay. I was hoping to I'm play sorry. with. Okay, do say your thing again. <sighs> juggling, not even once. Oh, because you'll be addicted. You'll be, you'll be like a clown. And you'll have to throw everything up in the air. Every single thing. Have you ever seen a kid try to juggle? I mean, yeah. It's the funniest thing. They can't even <laughs> catch one thing. They can't yeah. even catch one ball. You know when kids throw a ball and then it just rolls off their fingertips and falls behind them? Uh-huh. And they still make the arm motion? Yeah. It's like that thing where you pretend to throw a ball to a dog. Yeah. And then you just hold it in your hand. Except they're doing it to themselves. I appreciate that children, it's so dumb. children commit to the bit. <laughs> right? It's like they like, really think they just threw that yeah. ball. <laughs> and I don't... And like... I think they're smart enough to know they didn't just throw the ball, but they still want to do well, it. Well, they have high levels of pride, too. And mm-hmm. they don't realize that... They think that everyone is as smart as them. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, I obviously would fall for this. So I can just play it cool. Right, I yeah. can just play this off. Like when a kid is holding a marker and they've got like marker all over their face and there's mm-hmm. marker all over the wall. And it's like, who did this? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> it's a mystery. We'll never know. Because to them, you didn't see them do it. Yeah. So there's no way to know. It's it's the the covering your eyes during hide and seek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one knows anything that I don't know. Exactly. So archive of our own. Huh? I was also gonna bring that up. Was was nominated for a Hugo Award, which is crazy, it's right? So crazy. What? Okay. I finally I finally found some Twitter Twitter threads and some articles that explained that, and it's mm. actually super fascinating. It is. So Hugo Awards for those who don't know, including myself are given annually for the best science fiction or fantasy works and achievements of the previous year. So, um, there are, there are, not tiers, but there are categories of mm-hmm. Hugo Awards. And uh, Archive of Our Own is specifically nominated for, um, like, derivative works. Or uh, yeah, r- related I'll, I'll works. I'll look it up. Um, uh, works that specifically uh, criticize or relate to other people's works. Which mm-hmm. is why um, some, some uh, uh, like, YouTube uh, cr- critics... Yeah. Criticisms, pretty critiquers, 
YouTube essay, video essays. essays. Yes. Like Lindsay Ellis has also. Been, yes, uh, Lindsay nominated. Ellis is nominated for the same. So they're not category. just nominated for a science fiction award. They're mm-hmm. nominated for a works re- related to other works. Yes. Category. So it's specifically for their their archival system. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating. It is fascinating. What I found amazing is the fact that no matter what an author puts as their tags, there is someone in the back end, like a human being, yeah. going through those tags and, and then sorting them into the real tags. Which is like, when will, when will other sites learn? Anything that requires thinking requires a human. Anything that requires nuance, curation... AI has not reached curation yet, and we, like, businesses desperately want to. You know Jurassic Park. I do know Jurassic Park. You know everything that Jeff Goldblum says in Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yes, yes, with his open shirt. I wish every person in Silicon Valley watched all those scenes every day before, like, first thing when they wake up. Yeah, like, it's required to graduate from tech school. Where, you know, like, Jeff Goldblum says, you were so busy wondering if you could, you didn't stop to think whether you should. should. Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, they all have, like, the the AI can do it. The computer can do it. No, you can't. You can't. It's dumb. It's a dumb machine. It's mm-hmm. a dumb machine. It doesn't understand human beings. Yeah. AI can do so many things, and it cannot do nuance. And yes. maybe it will never be able to do nuance. Probably but not. that's also its strength above us, mm-hmm. is that it's cold and hard and unfeeling and calcu- a calculating machine, literally. Mm-hmm. And just get people to sort people's, get people yeah. to sort people's shit. Make- and Art of Our Own was like, yeah, what if we just like did that? The smart thing? What if we just did that? And also the fact that people, like, really care about it. Yeah. So there's, like, an army of volunteers. There's an army... I think that people... I don't know if people literally have it as their job. I have to assume some people do. Yeah, because most... Like, there most, are people that work for Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Even... even Most non-profits need mm-hmm. some actual employees. Yeah. So I assume our of our own has some level of, like, ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, but even my friend Rachel has said, like, and she's studying engineering and programming, mm-hmm. and she's like, I want to do work for Archive of Our Like, I want to volunteer my time to, like, help better yeah. their, their search engine and their tagging system. And like, Yeah, apparently, like, libraries are just, like, uh, Archive of Our has just been this invaluable resource for libraries. Just anything about how to sort a massive amount of bad. stuff. Using text. Just using text. Anyways, good job, A- AO3. Yeah. Good job, AO3. We're so proud of you. It's amazing. I wish, and this is, I mean, just... And just so everyone is, gets it out of their system, no, that doesn't mean all fanfics on AO3 are Hugo winners. Yeah. Bor, 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 It's the but site if, itself. If you're a, a fanfiction writer who has posted on, on AO3 and you want to take credit... Like, you're certainly deserving of Hugo Awards, yeah, obviously. You can tell people you want a Hugo. I'm not your dad. <laughs> I mean, you can lie. Yeah. Sure. Why the heck I'm not? not stop you. You were adjacent to a Hugo Award. I wish... I mean, and this is just, like, me being, like, an idiot leftist. <laughs> an idiot list But, like, leftiest. I wish... Just, like, so much of the internet is awesome. hmm But the problem is that everything has to make money. 
Yeah. And it's like YouTube and Twitter and these Instagram, these websites would be so great if they didn't have to make money. I know. But they do. So that they become terrible. There's such a there's such a impediment, this this fundamental obstacle to making these things better, which is that what the users want from it is not what is most profitable. The, yeah. So I, that's, I mean, that's basically why Wikipedia is the best. Great, yeah. Because they don't, like, they, they ask for donations every year, which is insane. Yeah. But it's like, I guess that probably helps them stay less benevolent specifically to investors. So that, yeah, specifically so they don't have to, yeah. you know, sell out or whatever mm-hmm. the equivalent is in venture capitalism. How? It doesn't matter. How does Kingpin it all work? was in Spider-Verse and mm-hmm. also in Marvel shows, so mm-hmm. clearly Sony has some rights to him. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't care how all the Marvel characters are split up between all these different companies. Yeah. The weird thing, too, is that like in the past, characters used to just belong to different companies, and sometimes they would still have crossovers. The companies would just agree to do... This well, that's one what's shot happening with thing. Spider-Man. No, but, like, the idea that, like, oh, now they finally exist in the same universe. Mm. As though, like, Scooby-Doo and, you know, whoever the fuck never had a, a show together. When Marvel and DC would cross over in the comics, it was actually two companies, like, coming together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's a good example, I when guess. When Spider-Man and Superman fought or when, yeah, uh, Those kind of fought. one-shot fun things can still happen. Yeah. It's not, like... Well, I mean, they do still happen. Like, Kingdom Hearts is just that. Yeah, exactly! It's like, hey, Square Enix and Disney are teaming up to make a weird fan fiction. Yeah. And people love it Mm -hmm. so much. (laughs) Or, like, that's not even the only example in video games. There's, like, those Jump Force games. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Smash Bros. is Nintendo. But they also just borrowed other companies' characters because it's fun and... Yeah, like Pac-Man's um, in, it, good, it's good, in it. It's good for all in it. All companies involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just good business. But like, if Sony had been doing a good job with the Spider-Man movies, yeah. then people wouldn't care whether Spider-Man belonged to Marvel. Can or you not. imagine living in the universe where Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire made six Spider-Man movies? That was the plan. Really? It, they were going to make six movies, oh. but Spider-Man three, three didn't Sammy do well. Raimi? Yeah, it was. Sammy Raimi? Sam Raimi? But yeah, like, the plan was he was going to make six movies, and, like, there was, like... And then the I think seventh we, one, Sinister Six. I think we even knew, Cut like, the off. villains he was going to use. Like, I think Vulture was going to be in four, and... Mm. Uh, that must be so frustrating for people that make movies, that... Can you imagine, like, if J.K. Rowling started her six-book series, or seven-book series, and then by four they were like, uh, nah. Someone else is going to write this other wizard boy yeah. <laughs> book that's unrelated to yours, and, and you don't get money for it anymore. And, and then it's just done. That's it. That's all you get. We've talked a lot of crap on Zack Snyder, but, like, can you imagine give someone giving him, like, Superman and Batman? Superman... And Batman, two of the biggest characters in history of Western fiction, uh-huh. and Batman right after like the Batman defining the like the Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan movies, movies, which like have defined Batman for 
a generation. For better or worse. For better or worse. Absolutely. And like Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, Justice League, they all live in the shadow of the Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. And he had plans, man. Zack Snyder did. Zack Snyder had some plans. Like, I mean, just think about Batman v Superman where the Flash goes back in time in that one scene or the nightmare scene. And like, that movie's insane. But like, clearly... He had a plan that he was like, there was some going there on. There was a long... The history. execution was terrible. Yep. <laughs> but, like, he was trying to do something. Uh-huh. Who knows what it was, but he was trying to do something. Yeah. And, like... It does feel and they like were a just shame like, that... No, that you don't get to do that. It can get, yeah, started and then just cut. And it's like... And I, I realized that they didn't just hire Joss... They didn't just fire Zack Snyder. They, Zack Snyder had a terrible personal tragedy yeah and that's why he left justice league Mm -hmm. but still like they were forcing him to do all these uh reshoots i imagine i can't imagine most of them were his idea yeah like they were like no batman v superman did terrible we've already sunk all this money into justice league Mm -hmm. we need to fix it and make it more marvel-y if he was just writing some books we would have a terrible series of batman v (laughs) yeah yeah. they were at least it would be a finished series it would be a series instead of just the beginnings a million beginnings scattered across across millions of movies fascist superman batman fighting like evil fascist superman dream would mean something like like, it would probably still be terrible yeah but it would mean something Do you want to take a break? Sure. All right. Movies are weird, man. Just let you think on that for a while. Mm -hmm. Just chew it in your brain. Catch you in a minute on Fan Fiction Writer's Room. I'm a great hairy hokalaka, like and throw a fat hair in my soap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look up the words New York, New York, all you get is the Frank Sinatra one. And to make it doubly confusing, Frank Sinatra is singing New York, New York, It's a Hell of a Town. How With Gene Kelly and another guy. Was The Simpsons so popular when the writers were into some were so smart shit? Too smart. <laughs> no, they. I mean, they were smart, sure, but they were like, if you met any Simpsons writer at a party, you'd be like, <laughs> all they right, would not be relatable. <laughs> all right, guy, tone it down. Yeah, Take I it know down that notch. you've been to Broadway. Okay, <laughs> I know that you see the play. We're a couple of regular guys here. Yeah, we're a couple. We're a couple schmoes. I don't know what you with your big leagues and your New York, New York, and your Harvard degree. Oh man, I'm just a simple Boston man. <laughs> just a simple Boston man. Just trying to get by in this life. Do you want to write some fan fiction? Sure. So this week we rolled Nearly Headless Nick from Harry Potter. Sorry if you sent in Nearly Headless Nick. I did not write down your name. Rod from Hot Rod. <laughs> Okay, I don't remember that movie. So, Andy Samberg, basically a it's big... It's the Cool Beans movie. That's yeah. all I know about it. It's a big dummy who really wants to do awesome stunts, but it's kind of a big dummy. Uh, sent in by Calvin Hamill. Thank you, Calvin. Bart Simpson, sent in by Grayson Patton. Oh, a classic. A classic. And Palutena, again, sent in by at Bayonetta for Smash. So, are any of those speaking to you? Well... Bart Simpson is telling me not to have a cow. Nearly Headless Nick is telling you... Telling me some proper... Why are you called Nearly Headless Nick? 
Well, look at this. My head comes well, it's off. It's mostly cut off, but not all I'm, of it. I'm John Cleese. Uh, this is my John Cleese voice. That's a pretty good John Cleese. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, John Cleese has like a very proper British accent. Mm-hmm. Aren't allowed That's to open a little your better. Teeth, Emma. Yeah. He was the narrator of the new Winnie the Pooh movie. Uh-huh. And he did an excellent job because he sounds just like Sebastian Cabot. The old narrator you of the mean first... not Christopher Robin, the uh, the 2011 one? Yes. Okay. And he sounded just like him. Because yeah, they did a good the, job. The very same kind of very proper British accent. Mm-hmm. He never opens his teeth. Not even a little. Not even a not little. Not even for lunch. Or supper. <laughs> or his tea, as he says. Shoves the sandwich through his teeth. Through his... Yes, you through... puree it and then yeah. you just suck it into a straw. What's a very British food? Bangers and mash? Oh yes, bangers it, and mash. The, That's like... why they love mash so much. You just oh. smoosh it through your teeth. Yeah. Never open them even an inch. So, nearly headless Nick, then? <laughs> yeah, okay, that sounds good. All right, so... Nearly headless Nick. Now, did we ever actually learn his backstory? We know that he... He got, like, scenes in the books. He, like, he's nearly headless because they tried to kill him and they didn't cut yeah. off his head the whole his way. Whole, his whole deal is he really wants to be part of the headless, headless horseman, like yeah. the headless hunter or whatever. But they and don't they accept him not, yeah, yeah. because... He's not actually headless. It does raise some interesting uh, philosophical questions about the afterlife Mm -hmm. and the the existence of a soul and the fact that apparently the exact state you are in when you die is what your ghost is like forever, which is terrible for like murder victims, Mm -hmm. right? Like what if you were all dismembered and stuff? Well, it's not necessarily it's not necessarily that you become a ghost though. Like the headless. So there was something about him. I, I think it was called the headless hunt. I don't the remember. The headless hunt. Like surely they can put their heads on a little bit. Like yeah. Like what if one of them lost their head? You know. Yeah. Maybe Do they all have to carry it. You know, in their like arms? You some of them surely have pumpkin heads. Mm-hmm. Like the Halloween guy. You know, like everyone's favorite movie in the world, The yes. Matrix. Absolutely. Uh, there's the bit where Morpheus is. Well, left. it's my third favorite movie after The Matrix Three. And then The Matrix Two. Yeah. And then The Matrix One. There's the bit where they go into. The not Matrix, the white room, where where Morpheus is explaining how the Matrix works, mm-hmm. and Neo's like, my hair is back, and Morpheus is like, this is a projected version of you. This mm. is like your right. ideal self. It's like, oh maybe, yeah, because his head was all shaved and bald in the room. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's like a like a. But why would how you see your see? That's how I think of of ghosts mm-hmm. is how you see yourself. But I don't see why. You would see yourself with half your head missing. That would have to... I mean, I guess the trauma of it would imprint very heavily on you. Right. And so... And it it seems to be not... It seems to be out of your control. Well, which ghost characters are there in the Harry Potter books? There's Moaning Myrtle. Right. Moaning Myrtle. There's the Grey Lady who ends up playing a role in either the last one or the sixth one. Oh, the little poltergeist peeves. It implies that poltergeists are different than regular ghosts. Right. Like, is a poltergeist a, a creature on its own? Like, was Peeves ever a human? Like, maybe a, a poltergeist, poltergeist is an indestructible spirit of chaos. They haunt one specific location at a time, generally those inhabited by a large number of adolescents, and either came with the building or chose to enter it at some point. While similar, poltergeists differ from ghosts in a number of ways. Firstly, ghosts are incorporeal. Whereas the poltergeist, despite not normally having a physical form, is solid enough to move objects with physical force. Poltergeists have never once been living humans either. Uh, not that I believe in ghosts, but in the real world, 
that's how that's how that terminology says. If someone if someone says, "Oh, I think there's a poltergeist in my house," they mean specifically, "I think my house is haunted," and also it can physically do things, right? It can move yeah. things, it can float things. Whereas a ghost might be like, "I think that my house is haunted. I saw a ghost. Like there was a scary lady at the end of the hall." Mm-hmm. But if she slammed the door, that's poltergeist activity. Oh yeah, that seems to imply that ghosts in Harry Potter can't can never touch anything. Yeah, that's but there, seems... there seems to be like an entire other ghost world. There's like oh. ghost food and ghost stuff. Yeah. Maybe you just have to like kill a table, like chop it up, and then a ghost. So every house appears. in Harry Potter has a ghost, which is kind of weird. Obviously, nearly headless snake is the Gryffindor ghost. Yeah. Sir like Nicholas. Almost. So Ravenclaw has the Grey Lady. The Slytherin. Baron. Slytherin has the Bloody Baron. And do we not? I don't know what Hufflepuff's is. It doesn't actually. Let's Maybe see. We don't know. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a friar. It's a big, fat, friendly friar. Sir kind. Nicholas, Ravenclaw House is Grey Lady, Slytherin House. For whatever reason, they don't list it on the Wikipedia hmm. here. Known ghosts. Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington, which is nearly Headless Nick's name. A dashing ghoul with his plump hat, high ruff, and tights. Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington was more commonly known as nearly Headless Nick. Gryffindor's house ghost. He was desperate to join the Headless Hunt. But unfortunately, his head wasn't properly cut off, which meant they kept turning him down. He died by execution after an attempt to beautify a lady-in-waiting at the court of King Henry the Seventh. Beautify? That's what it says. Mm, that's weird. Like he's oh, he was doing magic on her. So he oh. was trying to beautify her, and she grew tusks. It does raise the question, though, how would muggles ever... Kill a wizard? Can only wizards turn into ghosts? Seems to be like that. Yeah. Maybe it's like maybe it's like magic has has grown, like technology has grown, like certain spells just didn't exist at the time, like all sure. those Muggle defense spells. Do we know why? Or maybe he was killed by fellow wizards. I guess I never, I never, it never says specifically he was killed by Muggles. He was right. Killed by fellow countrymen. It depends, I guess, what we consider. The history of Harry Potter. I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure there's a canonical answer for yeah. that, yeah. But, like, maybe Whether wizards and muggles lived closer together in the Yeah, I know ages. that that for sure is true. Uh, through periods of time, they, they were or weren't segregated. Right, like yeah. That. So, okay, nearly have this Nick. Wants to join the, the Headless Hunt. Mm-hmm. He uh, seems to be kind of smarmy. Yes. You know, he, he was kind of... Not exactly a jerk to, to Ron, but he definitely was, like, not sweet and kind to him. Yeah. Um, He's very aristocratic mm-hmm. of the nobility. Mm. Old school style yeah. nobility. What can we do with Nearly Headless Nick? You can put stuff down his neck hole. Mm. Can you? Yeah. Or is it all stuff full of gunk? Well, I think it's like, do you remember in... It feels the... like if I was a ghost and my head could come off like a top on a cap. Yeah. I would just keep stuff in my ribcage, like my ghost tools. But as we established, yeah, it all has to be ghost. <laughs> you get ghost tools? Do you think, like, you have to kill a tool? I think so. You destroy it, and then, yeah, and then and you get someone ghost. else to destroy it for you. Yeah. And then pull the crucifix over it. What are ghosts made out of? <gasps> Not ectoplasm. No. But sometimes it drips ectoplasm. What are the various kinds of ghosts? I'm Love that idea of like like fantasy worlds where there's rules, mm-hmm. internal rules. I don't care about the internal rules of the fantasy world. 
working in any way. In fact, it's more fun if they don't worry about, like, actually, and the physics of it is that blah, blah, blah. I just care that, like, internally, this is what it is. And I love the idea of, like, classifications of things. Like, that poltergeists are different from spirits, are different from souls, are different from wills of the wisp, are different from whichever, whichever. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a, de- a demonic haunting is different from a, a ghostly haunting different from a house being haunted or a person being haunted. There's just so many possibilities. These are some premises I wrote down from Archive of Our Own. The character is a little, but it's a secret. So littles, as we uh, discovered, uh-huh. are a, um, a kink where you want to be babied and taken care of. And it's, it's a daddy and but a it's little. Not, it's not a metaphor. It's, not a metaphor. You want to be a baby. You want someone to put a diaper on you, Isn't and then you it, poop I don't in know if necessarily that's true. And then, yeah, no, it is. I think littles are broader than that. I think little, you can just be a little and just, like, someone baby treats you? you like a baby. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think necessarily, I think oh, I see what diapers are disconnected. Diaper isn't, isn't inherent yes. in little dumb. A, a, someone who has I'm, a diaper I'm, fetish is a little, but not necessarily a little has a diaper fetish. Okay, okay. So it could be just someone who's like, you know, wants a daddy to take care of them and and tell them what to do and to, you know... Read them a bedtime story. Read them a bedtime story. We have a drug lord AU. We throw the characters into Breaking Bad, essentially. Yeah. Or we have an AU where the characters have been trapped in essentially a room alone for the next couple days, and they have to... And it's an escape room. Whoa. And they have to solve the mysteries and also fall in love, maybe? <laughs> but no, what you were actually talking about was yeah. like, like uh, oh no, there's a snowstorm and we're split up from the group, and so... Steve and Bucky have to spend the night in a barn together, yeah. and, and then they're fighting, but then they, they need to snuggle for warmth and mm-hmm. just take place over, like, one night or something. Yeah. Like a bottle episode, a romantic bottle episode. Hmm. But here's my idea. Okay. Now, someone has a kink. That, and it's a secret, don't tell. It's a secret that they are a little. But what that means is they want to pretend that they're, like, the littles, from the storybook, you remember the the mm-hmm. young girl novels, the littles. The, uh, so they want to just like pretend that they're so tiny yeah, that they're the like borrowers, three inches, the littles, inches tall. The, yeah. Um. What is the? There's at least one other adaptation. Oh, Arietti, uh, that Arietti, was a, that secret was a of Arietti. Borrowers uh, adaptation. Yeah. So they want to be a little, and like, oh, put me in your pocket. Oh no, don't squish me. Okay, that could be fun. And like, oh. I gotta use this giant paper so, safety pin to close so up So who is merely headless Nick dating? Is it the Great Lady? Is it the Baron? Is it... Oh, what if Harry Potter... So we're in Harry Potter universe. Mm-hmm. Are there tiny people in Harry Potter? There's like pixies and stuff. Yeah, that's not a tiny person. As far as I know, there hasn't been like a sentient fairy race or anything no. like that. Yeah, I think... But what if there this, was? What? Where are you going with this? Because we had this Nick... Bones somebody that's small enough to fit in his neck hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and, like, crawl around all inside his junk. I guess it's kind of like the whole, like, I bet when Ant-Man and his lady do it, he gets real small and crawls up her hoo But it's just the other Yeah. <laughs> all right, I love it. 
so yeah, we can have a a race of little people in Harry Potter. Who cares? They have pixies and I think fairies, but they're more like little pests that you like spray. Yeah, we can we can have it so that they are sentient. Uh, Maybe like Arietti. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's bring Arietti from the classic <laughs> Ghibli film. <laughs> from the wholesome, fun for the whole family. Yeah. Get her having some real kinky sex with her and with Nick. Well, make her an adult, obviously. How old was she in the movie? I'm sure she was a teen. Was she like a teen teen? I thought she was like an adult, young adult teen. No, she was a teen. She was like living with her parents. Yeah. Well, I guess she, yeah, yeah. Because right. she's like, him, her and the boy are like flirting she was, and the boy is definitely She was like south of 18 instead yeah. of north of 18. Yes. Okay. She will be north of 18 in this fiction. Uh, so we'll even make it canonical. So after the events of The Secret of Arietti, mm-hmm. they they get in the little little boat and they float down the river. And they float to Hogwarts. They float to Hogwarts. Arietti and her mother. Was uh, was that Wild Little with them still at the end? Or Borrower? Good question. I don't remember that movie. Yeah, I don't remember it super well either. Whatever, it wasn't like canonical to the Borrowers or the Yes. Yeah. So let's just have it be Ariadne and her mom. Okay. They float down the river mm-hmm. and they they come ac- we they float into a big uh, lake and it's it's the scene from Harry Potter one where the the uh, first years sail over to, to Hogwarts and the yeah, castle's like, giant, but, but it's, it's even, even bigger, more gianter, and and they're like, oh my gosh, we have to, we found mom, mom, we found our home. Maybe the mom wants to live, like, live out a quiet retirement in, like, the forest. She, or, like, in Hagrid's hut. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. So the mom wants to live in Hagrid's hut and, yeah. and forces Arietti. Arietti wants to live in the castle. Well, Arietti needs to go out and earn her fortune. And, you know, like, make her Make her life. life. Okay. If you're a little, Hagrid's house and Hogwarts are miles apart. Yeah, like those are different cities. Yeah. Arietti leaves her mother at mm-hmm. Hagrid's house yeah. and goes to the giant castle to, to stake her claim yeah. to become... The country of Hogwarts. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that's where we begin. Arietti crawls into the kitchen uh, where all the dwarves, house, house elves, are are, uh, are making food mm-hmm. for, for that. They're making all the bangers and mash. All the bangers and mash. I learned that a chicken pot pie is different from a chicken pie. What's the difference? A chicken pot pie is like shepherd's pie. It's like mm-hmm. made in an actual pot mm-hmm. that you scoop out. It's not like slices of pie like chicken pie is. Arietti grabs a slice of chicken pot pie. Yes. And... Throws it into, like, just, like, not even a slice, a chunk. Yeah, a crumb. And throws it into her bag. A little bit of pack. And scurries into, back to her hole. But not before a house elf spots her. Oh, pixies! Pixies in the kitchen! We're infested! Get the exterminator! And they all freak out and they they grab different uh, kitchen utensils and start whacking. Oh my god. And Arietti's jumping and trying to avoid them. And she gets cut off from the hole that she runs into, and she she scurries into the hallway. Maybe she maybe she finds like like a pixie hole that's like a mouse hole where like these these feral tiny blue people live. Okay, like the pixies of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and that's how she escapes. Because maybe there are no, pests that's, in the castle. That's, that's where she came from. That's she 
came from the the holes. A, 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 a pixie hole. hole. A pixie hole. And she couldn't get back to it. The the house elves blocked her path. Oh, I see. And so she's had to run into the to the hallway. She's now out in the open. Oh god. Where students are, where teachers are. Oh my god. And then where Felch is. Yeah, she she sees that the hall is clear, so she runs, but just as she's in the middle of the hall, bring 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 and a bunch of doors open all at once and students come run rushing out and they're all talking over each other. Yeah. And no one even notices this tiny little, but little she, thing. But she's getting just bashed this way and that. She has to jump past uh Dodge uh, rolling and weaving. Yeah. She finally manages to jump on top of a um uh trophy case and scurry all the way to the top. Yeah. And she the the hallway is still crowded and she's gonna have to wait it out. Mm-hmm. Um and so she's breathing, and she takes out her her pot pie, yep. and she's eating it. And here comes Nearly Headless Nick. And he's muttering to himself, as always. Mm-hmm. No respect, no respect at all these young whippersnappers. <laughs> Don't know why I even live in this castle. I could be anywhere. Am I stuck here, I wonder? How do ghost rules work? Is this I think like, I know this. Is this like ghost? Beetlejuice? If I leave, do I have to fight a sandworm? Am I, like, haunting this establishment? Maybe I'm haunting the tower itself. Was I murdered here? Is that why I'm here? No, much. It's the Hogwarts founders killed me. Is... Why... What, what, what does a house ghost do, even? Why... What do I do for Gryffindor? Do I just sleep? I don't... Do I sleep? And he hears a tiny voice. Gryffindor? What's Gryffindor, sir? Is that where I am? Is this Gryffindor? And, and nearly had the snick. Looks over, and there's a tiny little girl. She's wearing a red dress and has a clip in her mm-hmm. hair. And she's got a mouthful of chicken pot pie. Yep. Well, I guess... No, you were being nearly head of the snake. I'll, I'll be area. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, you're a very small student, aren't you? Student? I don't think I've met you before. Oh, my, my name's Arietti. What What's yours? Well, my name is... Sir Mimsy, Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Poppington. But you, you probably have heard me as nearly headless Nick. They all call me that. Why would they call you such a horrible name? Thank you. That's what I say. I, it's probably on account of my head doesn't come all the way off. Well, that's not any reason to judge a, a, a person. That's what I say. I'm practically a headless horseman already. Why, if there was some sort of headless group... I would, I would say you should join it. Well, I like you already. Could you? I'm, I'm a little bit trapped here. Do you? The, all of the, the, the big people are, are crowding the hallway. Um, could you help me get somewhere safe? Hmm. Well, I'm afraid I'm incorporeal. You see, see, I'm a ghost, not a poltergeist. Uh, can't, can't really do anything with the physical world as such. I mean, I'd hold my hand out for you to. Jump in, but you probably just fall through. Now, I think ghosts can move things if there's high emotions involved. Maybe if we both get very upset, I can knock something over at some point. Very upset? Why, I can do that. And Ariadne suddenly bursts out crying. <laughs> just gets... Oh, just biggest, fattest Ghibli tears. Yeah. And, and... She thinks back to her mother mm. and the little boy who who warmed her heart in in the film. Yeah. And and his cancer diagnosis. <laughs> oh, the little human boy. Yeah. yeah. I was like, 
for that that other little wild <laughs> little guy cancer. No, yeah, the human right, boy right. He had was like, some he, disease. He had a, a, a illness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you know how this Nick is watching, and he feels very bad for her, but he's also kind of moved because it's it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. This giant shining globs of tears. And and he reaches over and picks her up, and the two of them float to. Where safety? Where does he live? Yeah, let's say he just like, takes her back to like the ghost. The there's let's say in Gryffindor Tower. Yeah, there is like his area, his room. Hmm. He's got like a uh, a room where he hangs out because as the ghost of Gryffindor, they've yeah. given him an area, and it has all of his ghost tools. Yes, someone has gone through. A dorm and completely trashed it. They killed the bed. They killed the table. Yes. They killed the desk. And he has a nice ghost apartment now. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? This is such a comfortable room. Mm, yes, thank you. Oh, I think so. And he puts her down, or he tries to put her down, and, she and then falls he falls. The bed. Ah! She falls a couple stories down, yeah. and he flies back down and picks her up again. He's like, "Oh, sorry about that." So then he finds there's a little area that's uh, a real table mm-hmm. that she has to stand up. All right, where do we go from here? We have our heroes introduced to each other. Mm-hmm. They are they they are charmed by each other. Yes. How do we bring them closer together? There has to be. They have to get something from each other that they just don't get from the rest of the world. Well, we have um, a certain amount of uh, of um, affirmation mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that uh, Arietti has given to Nick. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. However, we can assume that Nick has a bigger ego than just a little bit of affirmation would make him. Yeah, yeah. Fall for anyone. Mm-hmm. Nick, um, I've been having such a hard time. Was there any British? You know, I don't remember. I think so. Probably, I right? I feel like, yeah. I feel All like the, the Ghiblis dub... are like very, very European inspired. Uh-huh. So. The, the story itself may have actually taken place. In France or in Europe. Sure, yeah. In England, honey. I think if it's a movie about little people, it probably takes place in France or England. Yeah, that's good. Because there needs to be cottages involved. That's true. Nick, um, I've been having such a dreadful time making a home for myself here in this this castle. Uh, Could I live with you, perhaps? Well, I mean, uh, living beings don't usually usually care for, for ghosts. What? Ghost quarters, they find them a little cold, a little, uh, a little unaccommodating. Are, are you quite sure? Why, I find this place lovely. Oh, blushes. And maybe we'll cut to a couple days later. So she's made her, made a little nest for herself. She's, mm-hmm. you know, brought in some of her belongings. And, mm-hmm. and Nick, Nick has a ghost party to attend to. Yes, a death day party. A death day party. And he's getting ready. And it's the Fat Friars death day. So yes. it's going to be like a huge to-do. Yeah. Just Bacchanalia outdoorsy. And he thinks maybe I should invite Ariadne. Is Bacchanalia specifically sexual? Or does it just mean indulgence? I have no idea. What is that word? Like Bacchus. The Greek god of wine oh, and revelry. Partying. I just want to show off some fancy words I know. <laughs> Clearly. And then 
realize you don't actually know yeah, what they mean. Yeah, and then I don't know exactly what it means, but moving on. And he he thinks to invite Arietti, so he invites her. Mm-hmm. And the two of them go to this party. Yeah. And the gray lady goes, Nick, who's this you've brought with you? Is this your pet? pet? And then uh, uh, the bloody baron goes, oh, that's no pet. Nick's got a little girlfriend. And they're all laughing. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And they couldn't, couldn't get a proper size girl, so he just, he just swiped a little tiny one, didn't he? Rah, ha, ha. Rah, ha, ha. They all laugh and laugh and... No, that's, that's not what it is. Arietti feels so hurt. And Nick feels really, um, what do you call it, like ashamed. Mm-hmm. Like that's what Arietti's going to think too. And he takes her out of his pocket and he puts her on his table next to the chips and dip. So Nick feels like, wait, I, I'm confused in what, what Nick's feeling. He's feeling embarrassed because he thinks that that's what Arietti's going to think. That Arietti thinks that he's her date? Yeah. Okay. But Arietti is so hurt by people dismissing her as this this lesser tiny, being. Tiny thing. And yeah, this thing. And she sees that Nick is is also like now has taken her out and like put her away as as if he too is embarrassed by her. And she is so hurt. She runs over the table and jumps down off of it. She hooks on her little paper clip and and skirts down a, a piece of string and uh-huh. runs out of the room. Jumps on a rat and rides away. <laughs> and oh, someone's lost their pet rat. Nick is just... He's, he's, he didn't even notice. He was arguing with the other ghosts. No, no, she's lost. I'm just I'm just doing a good deed for that I would do, I'd do for anyone. You know me, I'm always helping others and generous and all that. And they're like, um... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's like, tell them, Marietti. You know, it was Marietti. Now look what you've done. Arietti is sitting on a windowsill overlooking the grounds. Mm-hmm. And she's crying. With her new friend. The rat. Scabbers. Scabbers. Scampers. Oh, if it's Scabbers. Mysteriously has a missing pinky finger. Ooh. No, it's just a different rat. It's Yeah, it's not. It's, it's just not a wild that rat. rat. <laughs> and, and he's just sitting next to her eating a little piece of cheese. Mm-hmm. That she got from a mousetrap for him. Nick. Floats over to her. What are you doing here? Well, I was wondering where you went. Wait, I got to get back in. I got to get my John Cleese back on. Well, by the way, I do want to mention we. In my head, we aged him down. Oh, okay. John Cleese is pretty old, isn't he? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like. I want him to be like a seventy-year-old. But he's also like technically like eight hundred years. Oh yeah, I guess so. John Cleese, where did you go, Ariel? I was worried sick. Are you all right? Don't you want to go back to your party and hang out with your friends? Oh, yeah. Mm, yes, they are all great f- friends of mine who like me very much, respect me. Uh, yes. Mm. But no! Uh, mm. he's wondering, does his pri- is his pride more important? Or is his friend more important? Just go back to your party. I'll, I'll be in your apartment. Well, can I, can I at least give you a lift? Can I give you a ride back? No, she, that's... She tries to step into his hand, but goes right through. Mm-hmm. I guess she's going to have to walk. Oh, uh, all right, all right, then I'll just give you some space. Yes, I'm, I'm going 
He's like he doesn't get it. He yeah. thinks he has to like impress that person. He he's not the yes. the most emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. ghost. I'm just going to head on back to the, the ghost party. They're all I'm terribly important in ghost society. You see, they're, they're probably asking after me. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd, I'd get on back there. Have a good time. Oh, I definitely will. Good gray ladies probably. Wanting a dance to do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. He just floats sadly in the general direction of the party, but he doesn't actually go to it. He just floats sadly by himself. And Ariadne didn't get anything to eat at the party. So she realizes she's hungry and she heads to the kitchen again <laughs> to get some more chicken pot pie. But they're waiting for her this time. <gasps> oh no! And traps. A tap is sprung, and she is now in. You know those, um, you know, like the 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 jar that the the rose is in in, in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah, like a big a big glass glass yeah. covering drops down. And so the 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 house elves have captured her in one of those. Ooh. Oh, look at that! We got her. We got her. It's a weird-looking little rat, isn't it? Oh, what are we gonna do with her? I've seen got no tail. Let's, uh... We'll cook her up for pixie stew. Ooh, I think. Me some pixie stew. Uh, maybe a Hogwarts teacher comes by at that moment, mm-hmm. and they're like... If you see, they see that there's a commotion mm-hmm. gathered around something. Maybe it's... Uh, McGonagall. McGonagall. And they come by, like, what, what are all you doing? What? What is that you've got there? Oh, we caught it. It's ours. It's ours. You can't take it. It's our precious. <laughs> <laughs> show me, show me elves. Come now, show me what you have there. All right, and they, they spread apart, and there's Ariadne. Oh, my God. <coughs> I'm a elf now. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? And she doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Takes it. Gonna... Is there a beast... Teacher? It like, was Hagrid briefly, but right. that feels wrong. Um, maybe it is Old Tamerson. Old Tamerson. Yeah. Or what is the name. what is the uh, centaur? Oh, it's who a teaches stroke or something? Gray beak. Yeah, who teaches uh, uh, like astrology? Uh, horsey. Horsey. She takes it to Horsey. Yeah, Professor Horsey. Professor Horsey, assuming, you know, he has some knowledge of, of the creatures of the forest. Mm-hmm. And, um... Like, she's holding it up, and she's like, what is that? And Arietti is yelling at her, I'm a little, uh, please, uh, please let me out. But all she can hear is, yeah. because the glass thing is too mm-hmm. shut tight. Oh, some bizarre species of pixies? Some sort of tiny elf? And so nearly headless Nick goes to the party after feeling disheveled and realize, and and he doesn't he feels lonely. No one is talking to him after they spent all that time making fun of him and his friend. And he he goes back to his apartment. He yeah. realizes he's not When when he sees that Arietti isn't in her place, does he get worried though? Does he think that maybe she's in danger? Yes. Well, doesn't necessarily think she's in danger, but thinks she he should go looking for her. Okay. And, okay, so McGonagall has brought Arietti to Miss Professor Horsey. Yes. What does Professor Horsey think? I, I'm never... Oh, you go. 
I've never seen anything quite like this. What kind of manner of creature could this be? An Ariete. I'm Ariete. My name is Ariete. Please, I'm looking for Sir Headless Nick. Sir, nearly Headless Nick, that's it. Nearly. Oh, you were Ariete. So I should be the centaur. Okay, you're the centaur. Well, <laughs> what was you I mean, you can What's do. What's <laughs> You can do your own thing with the centaur. You don't I'm have to centaur. follow my. What's the oldest? What do you think the centaur would say when, when given this <sighs> little it's a wild creature belongs in the forest to roam free under the stars and moon? McGonagall says, "Not in your harsh stone prisons." Uh, you're right there, Professor Horsey. Yeah, I'm just feeling a little homesick. And Do so, I live in a stable? I don't know. I think I live in the forest. So Professor Horsey picks Arietti up mm-hmm. in her glass cage, and he goes off into the Forbidden Forest yes. to release her. Into the wild. Nearly Headless Nick has not left the castle grounds in many a moon. Doesn't even know if he can. Doesn't know if he can, but he has explored the whole castle, mm-hmm. and he cannot find her. Mm-hmm. And, he said, and then Peeves is there. Maybe Peeves has seen what happened, and his... Teasing him. Mm-hmm. Because he's look he's putting up posters of just uh ghost posters. Yeah. Of just like Ghosters. Poorly drawn, like stick figure of, yeah. of Arietti. Mm-hmm. And he's like missing. Uh and then next to her is drawn like a I don't know, like a goblet or something. Like for for size for comparison. Size. A banana yeah. <laughs> drawn next to her for size. Mm-hmm. And um Missing. Tiny person. And Peeves goes. Yes, have, have you seen this this uh, this young lady anywhere? She's hard to miss. She's about five inches tall. Is Peeves just like chaotic? Yeah, he's just a jerk. Like what kind trouble. of jerk though? Is he like? Uh... Um. Yeah, just chaotic. Okay. He just wants wants a laugh. <laughs> I haven't seen her. Oh, Peeves, what do you want? Your friend, your good friend. Oh, she's not in danger or nothing. What? What are you? What are you talking about? What? What do you know? What have you seen? Oh, I mean, you should ask Professor Horsey. I think. Peeves, I'll get you yet. <laughs> Professor Horsey, eh? So Professor Horsey has re- is returning to the castle with his empty glass thing jar vial yeah, yeah. yeah wild trap and and so yeah, he comes into the castle right as uh, nearly headless snake approaches he floats towards him has that his ghost his ghost papers have you seen have you seen this small small person her name is Arietti uh it, yes. What? You ha- where did she go? Which way? I just I just released her into the forest. I thought she needed to be back home, where all the little creatures live. Little creature? Oh, she's not a creature. She was my dear friend. And he looks out into the forest, and it's ooh, dark and scary. Yeah. And now she's out there, alone. But ghosts can't leave the castle. Or can they? And he starts to float towards the, like... What do you call it? Like the ba- barrier? Of yeah. The, the threshold of the, the threshold. entrance. And he leaves and... But oh no, he starts to dim. Uh, uh, but he, he flies back. He flies back. <sighs> I can do this. And he... he... Oh, wait, and then he's like, remember, strong emotion causes an influx of power to ghosts. Just channel Arietti's strength. 
he just he starts to cry. Just big honking ghibli tears. Yep. Down his face. Snot, ghost snot all mm-hmm. down his face. Perhaps perhaps now. And then he steps, doesn't float, and it connects with mm. the stone ground. Wow. One step, two steps, and he's walking. Mm-hmm. He's walking towards that forest for Arietti. He will do it. And Arietti is, Hello? Nick? And the, the forest. Maybe some feral pixies come scurrying by. Yeah. Oh, what's going on here? Is this food? Are you food? Starts nibbling on her arm a little bit. Get, get away! Get away! I, oh. I warn you. And she she takes out a uh, a pin. Is that a wizard? I think that's a muggle. She takes that's a pin smuggle. out of her out of her bag and is is um like a sword. Yeah, <laughs> using it as a sword to get back here. Back. And then oh, it's pointy. I don't like it. And but all they all nope. peek up a, like a like a something. like a ferret, and they they scurry off. That's that's right. I I warned you. And all of a sudden. A giant spider. Oh no! Appears behind her. Mm, what's this? Uh, Delicious, tiny, tiny wizards. I warn you, this is this is sharp. Get back! Sharp, eh? I know a thing or two about sharp. And it has sing, pincers on its on its mandibles on the front of its face. Yeah. As it comes towards her, yeah, she goes running into the forest with the the spider right behind her. Mm-hmm. Nick is walking, walking, and he, he he keeps walking into trees and bumping back because mm-hmm. he's not used to being incorporeal. Yeah. Oh my god! And he's like swishing at the. How do those formies oh, do it? I haven't had a body for so long. Oh. And he so he's made it to the forest, and he's very. I mean, you're... you're oh, yes, I am. Where are you? I'm sorry. Ah! <laughs> Arietti, I'm, I'm coming. Scrambling fast as he can. Keeps falling over because he doesn't know how to walk. She jumps up onto a root and scurries across the root. And the, the spider comes barreling up onto the tree and does a oh jump and jumps in front of her. <laughs> are they both on the tree? They're, they're on the root. Oh, they're on the root. Okay. The root of this tree. Uh, but the spider jumped onto the tree and then jumped in front of her. In front of her. Of her. Oh. And um, Ariadne uh, falls backwards. And just as it's getting closer and closer and closer, a big old foot. <laughs> straight down. Because it looked giant to Ariadne. Yeah. But it was actually it just was, like was, a tarantula-sized yeah. tarantula. We, we assume as the audience that yeah. we're thinking of the... The, the Aragog-sized But no, giant it was a regular like, spider. Yeah. Yeah. All spiders are giant to Ariadne. Nick. And, and he, he just keeps walking. Ariadne, <laughs> where, where are you? <laughs> Nick. Nick. Ariadne? I heard, I heard something. Where, where are you? Goes running back the other direction. She jumps on his yeah. foot, maybe. Onto the back of his lapel, or okay, what, what yeah. do you call those? The, uh, his coat. Coattails, yeah. Coattail. Yeah. And and scurries up his his. Uh, uh, <laughs> he feels oh, a mouse, a mouse, a spider, spider. And then he finally sees the dead spider on the ground. Spiders, spiders. And Arietti oh, pops up on top of his head and says, "It's me, Nick. It's me." <gasps> Arietti, where are you? And he spins around too fast in his head. Flops, flops over. to the side. And, uh... 
Does she fall in? She falls inside, and then he becomes corporeal again. Like, he, in a moment of weakness, he loses his form, and then regains it. And now she's, like, trapped inside of him. In his in his ribcage. In his ribcage. <laughs> this is weird. Er- Hello? Arietti? I hear you everywhere? You're- Nick, I'm inside of you. Oh, that's very forward. Oh, I mean, you're, you're a lovely lady. I don't know if we, we're quite ready for that next step no, in our in I'm relationship. Li- no, I'm literally <laughs> inside of you. Wait a second. And he flips his head down and is like reaching inside. Yeah. He's like, what? What? What in the world? Well, there you are. And he can like feel her mm-hmm. inside his ribs. He grabs onto her legs and like pulls up and then is holding her like a... Is she covered in ectoplasm? Yes. Okay, because ghost rules. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Can we go home? I'm so sorry, Henrietta. I'm so... I never should have... I don't it's, think of you that way. I just... It's okay, Nick. I just... I want a bath. And oh, I, yes, yeah, I want my bed. Okay. And can you... Put her in his pocket. The two of them go back to his ghost apartment, mm-hmm. and she gets in his bathtub, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, fills it up while... with just a little bit of water. No, wait. Uh, so while they're on the way, Arietti looks and sees, oh, Nick, Nick, you're, you're walking. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. I got... And then he loses his... He thinks about it too yeah. hard, and he loses his concentration. Yes. And his he feet... He falls through the earth. Yeah, and dies. No, no. But his feet kind of like, oh, no, he, he gets that, like, floaty sensation back mm-hmm. in his body, and Ariadne falls right. through his body to the ground. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, rats, I, I had it. Mm. Oh, I guess I'm not sure... I'm not sure how I did it, because it was the power of friendship. The power of but friendship. But that only works in moments of high emotion. Yes. And he's too happy right now. Exactly. So he, but then uh, she's like, oh, I remember how to do it. And so then she can write in his hand again. Mm-hmm. And but he's a ghost and he's floating up. So yeah, they, they go back to his apartment. She gets in his bathtub and they fill it with just a little bit of water. Mm-hmm. And Oh my God, is it a little teacup? Yes, it's a little tea oh, towel. Adorable. And 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 a little like tea towel for her for her towel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh sorry. And I'll give Nick, you some privacy. No, Nick, can you can you sit back. with me? And and so Nick Because uh, there's bubbles in the tub, so it yeah. covers up her body. So and, and yeah, so Nick just just stays with Arietti and Maybe he has like a little bubble, uh you know those bubbles that kids play with that you bloop bloop bloop. And oh, then you okay. blow, and then she's blowing bubbles from the tub too. What I what I was thinking was, she's like, "Can you do my back?" Oh. He takes a little Q-tip. <laughs> oh my god! And, and uh, that's so cute. And like washes her back with the with the Q-tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. And yeah, the two of them. You just chant. Maybe they're you know maybe they're friends. Maybe something more will happen. But we'll leave it there. Maybe being stuck in someone's chest cavity like opened up some weird, but not unpleasant feelings. Yeah, mm-hmm. both of their tummies are kind of like doing a little. Yeah, like, like a flip. What like, are they, like what's happening like when, here? Like when you're twelve and you see boobies and you're like, oh, oh, I don't know how I feel about this, but okay. I have a tummy ache in my pants. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Do anyway, something? so that's the ending, and that's their feelings. Yeah, they have some feelings, and we'll let it. 
Leave it to the, to the reader's <laughs> yeah. imagination. Leave it ambiguous. Yeah. Those are my favorite romance stories. Where they're just like, I like you. I like yeah. you too. It doesn't matter. Are the, they going to get together or are they not? They're just the, enjoying each other. What you can imagine is always like better than the reality. Yeah, exactly. Leaving it open-ended mm-hmm. so that anything could, could happen. Yes. So, that was great. Yeah, I love, I really like that one. Uh-huh. Thing we liked. I actually I quite liked their relationship. I thought it was yeah, very sweet. Yeah, it worked really well. Just like two lost souls yeah, finding, just finding each, each other. other. Mm-hmm. One thing we didn't like the rat friend. I feel like we should have done something uh, with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we we did kind of end up. Um, it started to it started to go. And then A, and then B, and then C, and then D, because we just as we just randomly pulled Harry Potter reference, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Uh, there's magic animals. There's house elves. There's a centaur. Yeah. There's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Where are they gonna go next? Instead of like where the story dictated, it was just like, um, uh, what else does Harry Potter have? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's. <laughs> but sometimes that's like. Why it's so fun? Yeah, because you're also just reveling in this world you love. It's yeah, you wanna, you wanna, you like wanna all the fun cameos, Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Did they really need every single Avenger in that movie? <laughs> yeah, but it, you just you want to see all your cool new things yeah. and just hang out and indulge yourself for a while. And last thing we liked, mm-hmm. ghost rules. Ghost rules. I love me some fantasy rules. Yeah, and you gotta navigate them. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like coming up with the the emotions as the is is that a Harry Potter thing or did you come up with that? The well, that's kind of like a I don't think that's a Harry Potter thing. Harry Potter specifically, ghosts can't touch anything. Yeah, but ghost rules in general usually have that. As if you try really hard, if you sure. have high emotion, you can you can knock over yeah. a cup or whatever. It, which works even like within ghost logic, like hauntings. You could imagine yeah, exactly. like the anger of it. Would yeah, cause them yeah. to be able to move to mm-hmm. shut the the cupboard. Yeah. Oh my god! They shut the cupboard. They knocked over the soap. I really like the idea of someone forgetting that they're corporeal. Injuries. Mm-hmm. That was cute. That is pretty good. If you'd like to suggest characters for us, send them on over. Send them on over to ffwrshow at gmail or on Twitter at ffwrshow. Uh, send us. You know what we don't have a lot of. Uh, Nearly Headless Nick is one of the few, like, fandom-specific characters we have. Like, send us some characters from your favorite fandoms. Yes. Like, which universe do you want to play in? And I like the idea of not sending us Harry Potter or Hermione. Like, if you love Harry Potter or Hermione, send us them. But I love, like, yeah. nearly he- a Nearly Headless Nick uh-huh. fanfiction. A Professor Horsey. That's yeah. so much fun. Yep. Send us some, like... Trelawney. Yeah, some whatever. whack characters that like got three lines of dialogue <laughs> in Supernatural, but you love them so yep. much and you need that Give character us those from sidekicks yeah. and those mentors and the background characters. Love them. Oh, and if you have time, review us on iTunes. It would help us out a lot. Um, and thanks to the band known as the band known as Seawater Bliss for the use of their song Theme from Jingles 2 as our intro and outro. And remember, when in doubt, just AU that garbage. <laughs> <laughs>